Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How would you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset, and that's when you can reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Look, it's summertime. Transfer window is coming up. It's gonna get crazy. So if you ever just wanna, again, take a step back and relax, read the transfer rounds, read the gossip rumors, grab a Coors Light. It'll be perfect companion for all those transfer merry-go-rounds. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Now that it's finally hot in Minnesota, I'm gonna be looking for an easy beer to drink, and Coors Light is perfect for that. It's lagered, it's cold filtered, and it's cold packaged. It's, again, made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies perfect for a moment to unwind and so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get coors light in the new look delivered straight to your door with drizzly or instacart coors brewing company golden colorado and as always celebrate all right so you're listening to this podcast right now london is blue and guess what we host our podcast on anchor.fm that's right if you're looking to host your own podcast this is the easiest free way to get started. This has got a content creation tool allows you to record and the podcast right from a phone. That's right, don't even need a computer, but you can do it there too. They'll also help you distribute it, which is probably the most challenging part. You don't want to have to mess with that. They got you covered. You can get it right on a Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well as any other place podcasts are found. And you know what? You can monetize it too. Make a little cash for sharing your great content with the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one individual place. So you know what? Head over to your app store, download the Anchor app, or head to anchor.fm to get started if you're ready to launch your podcast and make it happen. Hi, this is Ruben Loftus-Cheek. I'm Pat Nevin. I'm Mason Mount. You're listening to the London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back. This is the second part of our preseason predictions, Premier League edition. Uh, Joining me as always, your hosts, Brandon, Dan, and Nick, hanging out. Uh, gentlemen, the last episode, it was mainly about would you Chelsea. Is that fair, Dan? You'd say that it's Chelsea-centric. This one is going to be the Premier League-centric in, in, in all, in, in totality, right? Well, we don't want to be accused of being myopic. You know, we, we can look outside of the Chelsea sphere occasionally, Nicholas, and develop an opinion. We can shape an understanding, and we actually probably can be a generally right about a lot of things that we're going to say about the Premier League as a whole. We are, if nothing else, super accurate on predictions. Look, they call me the king of predictions. I, I think it's, you know, it's probably it's probably a little too much, to be fair. But uh, I'm, I'm excited for this one because Brandon has done something at the very end of the episode that will both shock and amaze you. So you're going to want to stick around for the entire... I know you're going to stick around for the entire episode. You guys are all champions. But it is literally crazy. So there's your teaser. There's your nugget. Let's get into it. All right. Well, um, obviously, we did all of our shoutouts last episode. But just a reminder, if you like playing Fantasy Premier League and you want to play in our league, which has giveaways, uh, you can only do it through Patreon. So join there. Three bucks a month or more. Dealer's choice. Um same thing, Apple Podcasts, social media. Uh, I think, Nick, instead of asking people to follow us, we want to ask them to share us. Kind of a, 
a share us as a gift with the rest of their network. I am the gift. Share me amongst your God. friends. <laughs> Look at me. I'm a I'm a damn delight. Okay, and I think more of your family and friends need to hear from me than ever before. In these tough times, in these unprecedented times, I am a solution, and I think this show should be shared on. Let's just say it. Facebook. You can do that. On Twitter, go ahead and smash that retweet button. YouTube, why don't you just hit the old copy link and put that wherever you want and go, wow, the greatest podcast in the world is here. Also, while you're on YouTube, you know what to do. Brandon, do you want to say it? Subscribe. Nick. We really, really <laughs> appreciate that. Uh, well, it's, it, it sounded like Nick was going to go into one of those like telephone commercials. Like, smash. you know someone who needs quality content in their life. You know someone that's a Chelsea supporter yearning for an opportunity to hear quality content on a regular basis throughout the week, more than they can even possibly listen to than there are hours in the day? Yeah. Then we have a podcast for you. You found the spot. Connect that lone Chelsea follower with London is Blue podcast. Yeah, that's the that's the call. That is the that is the offer that we have for all of you. So uh, you should take us up on that. Uh, look, the the name of the game in this one is predictions. More predictions because they go so well for us. We figure we should do as many as we possibly can before the season season starts. Um, most of these will probably be wrong, but hey, this is the the bed we've we're, chosen to lay in. So here goes nothing. Hold up, we're recording this. With a full month and a half left in the transfer window, okay? Yeah. Full month and a half. Anything could happen. Things could go absolutely bananas. We don't know if fans will be in the stands. We don't know who's coming in or going out. We don't know if there's going to be another flare-up of coronavirus. What we do know is that these are going to absolutely be the 100% correct predictions. You should take that to your betting parlor. Uh, please right. note. Please note, gamble responsibly. Golden Boot just kicking it off with the banger right away. Who gets mm. the honors? Last season it was one Jamie Vardy, that spring chicken, uh, with 23 goals. Nick, you went with an Arsenal soon-to-be legend. Send How William. long do you have to be I at went Arsenal? With <laughs> I'm kidding. Here's the real question. I'm, How long do you have to be at Arsenal, though, to be considered a legend? Two and a half seasons, no. Dan. That's what it takes. Um <laughs> I'm going with Obama Yang. I think he is uh he's continuing his red hot farm form. He's he's probably good for twenty five this year and I, I think he's kind of off the wing. He's just a different player. So yep. Obama Yang. Dan, you and I going big on the Timo Werner train. You have pegged at twenty two. I made a bet with my Liverpool buddy. I think it was over under seventeen and a half and uh he took uh, you the won. under I took the Collect over. It now. I, you know, the <laughs> loser <fucking> loser <laughs> flies to the other one to hang out for the weekend. So it's not of no no consequence. Let him know yeah. that you like you prepared. Like just go buy the sheets now. Like set the pillow up. You know, get him yeah. a little like you know guest kit. Maybe monograms. You got time to monogram some ta- towels. You yeah. can do some really nice stuff for him. Uh, yeah, I think Werner is, is it. It's probably. I think you need twenty plus to win the Golden Boot. I think he's gonna. Be good for twenty-two goals this season. That'd be that would be a good, good run, good stretch for him. Great first mm. season in the Premier League. Uh, Golden Glove, the opposite here. So obviously, best goalkeeper based on the most clean sheets. Ederson got it last season with sixteen, and he did not get challenged for this one. Uh, sixteen is 
not a lot. Uh, but Alisson yeah. was hurt for a lot of the season, so I and I think Pope they, was right there. Pope had fifteen. Well, I, I think Ederson Ederson got a little lucky that Alisson was out, and I think they like they averaged his clean sheets before uh, he got hurt, and he probably would have come in at seventeen there thereabouts. So I'm I'm just going to dive right in. I'm going to go Alisson from Liverpool. I think he has probably the best defense ahead of him, uh, much better than City's, that's for sure, and. Um, Yep, that's Look, what I got. 16 last season. Season 4, Alisson, 21. De Gea, 18. Thibaut Courtois, 16, 16, 14. You scratch back, though, 2004, 2005. Petr Cech, 24. Oh, 24 out of, out of 38. 38 matches. Oh. Clean sheets. So wow. there's that. Um, wow. I think it'll be Alisson. Nick, you also had Alisson. I think it's one of those things where um, he stays healthy. He he walks to that honor with Van Dyke, whether it's Joe Gomez, whomever. They, they're they stacked. They're solid. All right. That's, I, that's that straightforward. I went with Ederson, though. I think that there's the regression for Liverpool and... Talked about it in our, our first episode where hinting that if some of that happens, I think Ederson and City are just more tailor-made to to rotate and be ready for a longer campaign than Liverpool are. Well, I look, if anything, he has a chance to get it just because he was so poor for his standards that he's going to need to kick it into gear uh, and get back. But to me, it depends on way too many players in front of him. Like, it's... They're not a unorganized, settled defense, especially since Vincent Compagny has left. So, um, thanks for playing, Dan. But I, mm, <laughs> one of us is going to be regretting this segment in about nine months. Golden assister, which is not a thing. Who gets the honors for most assists in the season? Uh, it was Kevin De Bruyne last season with twenty. Uh, I see you two knuckleheads went Kevin De Bruyne again because you're lazy. Hakim Ziyech. If you have if you have Timo Werner soaking up the goals, who do you think is going to put it on it? Look, um, Christian Pulisic. Look. Have you heard of Aguero him? Aguero, Kai Havertz. Injury? Have you heard of him? Callum Hudson Odoi. Have Dan, you heard good of luck. him? Hey, he's not going to be an assist master. <laughs> good good luck having it be KDB. No chance. I, <laughs> no chance. What? What is he? What is he? Somehow a scrub now. The dude is the best player and passer of the ball in the Premier League, it's not really that close, if we're honest. I mean, it, he's a different level. He's a different animal. He will notch the most assists again this year, and that will be that. Not if they don't st- sign a new striker, they don't. I okay. still think he's not going to have an issue getting others into scoring position. But that's only half the battle, so I'm saying. They still have to finish it. Aguero coming off knee injury. Getting to the end of his career, Gabriel Jesus is still wildly inconsistent. That's it. That's all they've got. I mean, Raheem Sterling, play. Bruno Fernandes, or not Bruno? Uh, no. What's his face? Uh, Bruno Silva? What? No. Bernardo. 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 Uh, uh, fuck yeah, those me. are wingers. I just I don't think they're going to contribute that many goals to help him get to the most assists. I think they're going to struggle a little bit. From an all-out striker, we'll see. We'll see. I'll I'll let the fans get involved in this one. Yeah, punchy bit. Brandon is uh, is Go. quite mean. I, cut cut my misremembering of names, please. Jesus, <laughs> you'll get there. Don't worry. I'm, I'm embarrassed by that. That's not good. 
Um, this one a little bit different though. Player of the season. All right. Last season, it was also Kevin De Bruyne, which I'm really surprised it was not Jordan Henderson who won the PFA was, player of the year. It was actually Jordan Henderson, if you're a PFA guy. Ridiculous. Absurd. Now, usually the captain of the winning team gets this award. Mm, the best player on the winning team does. Yeah, which, well, usually captain. Anyways, so um, I do have Kevin De Bruyne. Nick has Kevin De Bruyne. Daniel Timo Werner. I think that Kevin De Bruyne will get it because he will be the captain of the champions next season. Wow. Yep. Uh, spoiled the end of the episode there. So uh, <laughs> there's part of many it. more things to come between now and then. And there's still your selections. But then you have Timo Werner. He's going to go from zero Premier League minutes played to mm. golden boot winner and also player of the season. It's a mentality thing. I, I'm I'm... I am like, bye, bye, bye. I am Jim Cramer, mad money, like hitting all the funky buttons and all the sound effects are happening in the background. I thought you were in Buying. sync for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Dance is doing the, the dance in the background. <laughs> bye, bye, bye to all the other haters or the non-Timo uh, Werner strikers in the Premier League. He's just got an elite mentality. I think he is poised to be really successful here. I think the... The style of play is actually going to suit him really well. The Bundesliga is not a pushover from a defensive standard, and I think the acclimatization from Bundesliga to Premier League is much easier than it is from other leagues. So I think he hits the ground running real quick and is not going to struggle finding goals. And I think if you get the golden boot, even if you're the in a top three team, because I'm not going to spoil where I said that Chelsea finished the season, I think you're going to at least be in contention for it. You may not win it, but his name will be in contention for it at least. Interesting. You're just going to sweep up all the awards. I think you've kind of spoiled your um I no I I predictions asked for the mine the show. appropriately. Thank you very much. Look, all right. Uh, Young Ke- Look, hold up. I didn't even get a chance. Kevin De Bruyne is the best player in the Premier League. He will he win. He said this last time. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> just, the, he's the best. That's what that's my rationale. He's the best player. Cool. Seems Thank seems you for that straightforward. Insight. In your face. Idiots. Nailed it. All right, young player of the season. Last season, it was Trent Alexander-Arnold. I think it'll be Trent Alexander-Arnold again. I don't see any of these young players really pushing him for it. Roll your eyes, Dan. I don't care. Yeah, Dan. I, 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 eyes have been rolled. Yeah, Phil <laughs> Foden. Is he even going to play? Yes, he will play. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, look, he came in a project restart. He played some substantial minutes for Man City. He scored. He assisted. It's just the type of story that I think the voters or the people who vote are going to eat up. And if they finish as a side where I think they do, some of some of the city players will wind up earning honors. And I think it's going to be Phil Foden, who is the darling of everyone's eye for a vast majority of the season. Incorrect, Dan. The darling of everyone's eye is one Christian Pulisic. Uh, definitely a qualifier for this uh, for this award at, at a young 21 years old. He took the league by storm. I'm not sure if you remember that all the way back a month ago uh, when we ended the season. Uh, tremendous player. Will, will end up with many goals, many assists, and a lot of impact on the league. He will be everyone's highlight reel this season. He will win Young Player of the Season. Goodbye, Trent. Oh, well, I mean, if you're lucky, that'll happen. Um, C- cash money. Boom. Look, that would be super exciting, obviously. Um, 
would love to see that. I think he has the potential without a doubt. Um, but Chelsea going to have to crack at least the top two for that to happen. So we'll, we'll have to hope that, that that happens. It's like when you have, like, the best manager in the league, but since they weren't, you know, but they, like, took a team from relegation to mid-table, but then, you know, some putts who's just walked away to the league gets it. Ugh, it's the worst. Did Relig- you just compare Christian Pulisic to what's-his-face at Sheffield United, Chris Wilder? No, not really. It's more of like the the way the awards are given out. I compared it that way. Yeah, it's a popularity contest, and he's a popular person. So yeah, it's true. Bam. He's quite popular. Maybe we can vote him in if we get enough of the Americans involved. Um, all right, what about relegation zone? We're kind of flipping it from individual Premier League awards to now, um, you know, team on that side of it. Bournemouth, Watford, and Norwich all went down last season. Um, I think we all predicted Sheffield United would fly right back down last season. Swing and a miss on that one. So I'm really excited to see uh, how we swing and a miss on this one. You two have the same one, just in different order. Like, is this collusion? Do you just want to admit that now or? I can't help that Nick is a smart individual. Look, Dan also, I could compliment. (laughs) Look, I think it's going to be West Brom, West Ham and Aston Villa in that order. I think West Brom will have a very, 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 very hard go of it this season. And I will look forward to their uh, demise because I think they're a horrible club with uh, with a horrible player in Claudio Jakob um, from, from years past. He's still past. there? I think so. I'm pretty sure. Um, if Oof. only we had the Google to look this up. Either way, I hate him and I hate them and I want them to go down. So they're going to be... My 20th place team, West Ham right behind them, and Aston Villa. Not not quite squeaking it out this year. I think that's the, the key thing. As you look at the sides that struggled right at the end of last season, Villa have not done much to reinforce. West Ham are imploding. The captain of the squad is calling out the transfers out in the public because he's that unhappy with the situation over there. They're still going to have to sell some players and we still might pry Declan Rice away from them. Like that, that, you know, that, that just to me smells of something that is not going right and is going to go the wrong direction. And then to the points, the many points that Nick made about West Brom, I just, you know, not, not my favorite team. So I'm happy to see them go down. Well, I am quite different from you guys. Uh, the fact that I have West Brom, I agree. Even though they won the championship, trotted their way to it. Uh, no, no, they didn't. Leeds did by quite a ways. Well, okay, like West Brom did well. I guess is kind of my point. Like they finished second. Ten, yes, ten yeah. points. Well, yes. Anyways, comfortably for the most part. Newcastle. Look, I think there's still a struggle bus. The, this whole, are they going to get bought? Are they not? Is Rafa coming back? Is Poch going there? No, it's Steve Bruce. I They will, we will see. Um, but then I've got Brighton. I just, I like they're, they're small. Go away. Go away. I want Newcastle to stay, but I want Newcastle to stay under new ownership. And if them getting relegated means uh, Mike Ashley leaves, like I'm all for it. I'll be a team player. Like send them down. Come back with a new owner. Let's make this the real Newcastle, not the, what is it, JD Sports or whatever he owns, Sports Direct. 
D- disappointing news, Claudio Jakob is no longer on West Brom, <laughs> making them infinitely more likable, but still terrible, and they're going down. So apologize mm. to all the Jakob fans out there. It's my bad. There are none. We're going to be all right. You guys do have me thinking about West Ham a little bit. I just feel like they're structured a little bit better. Like Even though their ownership and their players hate each other, minus that little fact. <laughs> what happens when we take Declan Rice from him, dude? What happens? If, hey, look, if that happens, then it's probably a sinking ship at this point. Blouses. Game blouses. Well, to piggyback misery on misery, the first manager to be sacked prediction. Uh, I know Dan was looking up betting odds on some of these. Uh, but Nick, you and I have David Moyes. You know, as we kind of talked about West Ham... To me, that's like in the West Ham play uh, to sack someone midseason, try to get a bounce, reshuffle the team, and squeak it out in the end. To me, it just kind of makes sense. Um, but like, what are you seeing with David Moyes? I mean, it's not really his fault. <laughs> They're in a shit situation. Yeah, I, that, that's 100% right. I don't think this is on David Moyes. Um, I think he's a fine manager. I think he will get the most that he can out of their current set of players. But the reason I believe that Leeds will stay up or you know, is because they have an identity. West Ham doesn't have an identity. Bielsa knows what he's doing, even if he's a little crazy and definitely a cheater mm-hmm. like Bill Belichick. <clears throat> Dan. Um so I, I think I think Moyes is gonna really struggle. I didn't besides beating Chelsea twice last year, <laughs> they really struggled. Um so I, I think he's gonna be the first to go. I was the Opposite direction of you two in saying that Dean Smith, I think, will be the first one to be let go. And I think it's because Aston Villa will continue to struggle. And they will think, based upon the way that they finished the end of the season, that their squad is capable of remaining in the Premier League when their squad is not going to be capable of remaining in the Premier League, given the way that Nick and I clearly uh, were able to point out that they will not be in the league at the end of the season. Um, so in, in that regard, I think it's, it's it would have to be someone from a team that's going to be in the relegation zone from basically the start of the season to the end. So I, I think the Moy shout makes a ton of sense because I think that's where West Ham is going to be to start the season. I think it's where Villa is going to be, and I think it's where West Brom is going to be. Um, West Brom, I imagine, will think that they are already back on their way down. So Billich will probably be left to stay in position. Former uh, West Ham manager. Former West Ham manager. Uh, I, but I think I think Villa believes that they should be at the level that they are currently. And I think they will try to pivot because of it. All right. Well, look, I think after that explosive, explosive analysis, Dan, we need to take a break. We're going to take a quick one. It's going <laughs> to be take a breather. It's going to oh. be from a sponsor of Financial Sports Show, and we appreciate that from them. But how about this player you wish we signed from another club? Get out of here, Dan, with this script writing. Uh, the shock team of the season. And then, again, the most ridiculous thing I probably said in the history of this podcast. But I'm really looking forward to uh, the one ridiculous over-the-top project uh, prediction, which we did for Chelsea. But this is now for the entire league of the Premier. So, anyways, be right back. Dan, your script writing abilities unmatched sir a player you wish we signed from another club that another club signed instead what terrible terrible games do you play on us like this is rude (laughs) this is actually a joke question (laughs) 
like you clearly figured it out. Uh, Nick and I conspired to throw one in here that we, uh, we would see if we could get you to answer with some level of seriousness, and uh, we failed clearly. Yeah, you did fail. Uh, but I played the game and I said Aaron Ramsdale. You're damn right. I want a goalkeeper. And apparently so do you, Dan. You just picked the wrong one. I picked Joe Hart because I think we look, you you need like this would also be um contingent on a Keppa or Willie not being here because I like the idea of having not, or not using three spots on foreign goalkeepers. I, I would really like to have an English goalkeeper in that mix. Same with the Ramsdale situation. Yep. So yes, from a squad building standpoint. A, any squad who has signed a reserve goalkeeper that is British is doing business the right way. So I am jealous of those sides outside of the fact that we should not be jealous of any type of signings because we have destroyed global football once again, Nick, and it is the worst. You're the worst. Um, all right. Look, the sign. You guys are both wrong, by the way. The easiest answer here is William. Come on. Former Chelsea player knows knows the system already. I mean, he's he's right. That he great. He, look, contributed a lot last year for us. Um, you know, so it's William, obviously. Great. All right. Well, that was super exciting. I'm so glad we did that. Shock team of the season. Who's going to overperform beyond where anyone thinks they'll ex- that they expecting to? Last year was obviously Sheffield United uh, coming out of nowhere. Sniffing around the European places right until the very end. Um, Nick, you've got Everton, which I think is interesting because they added Carlo Ancelotti to the ranks. They did okay, but I mean, not great. So I guess you have a lot of room to go up from here. They've signed some interesting players. Allen from Napoli and... Who else did they get? Didn't they get James? Uh, yeah, James Rodriguez from. I started from to say it, and I'm like, no, they didn't. And then I'm like, oh wait, yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to be an interesting prospect this year. I, I I could see them edging closer to the Europa League spots than the 13th or 14th place that they hung around a lot of last year. Uh, look, Carlo, we we all respect Carlo. Richarlison's a good player. Uh, Calvert Lewin's a good player. Uh, I think they need a central defender uh, in in a bad way, and they're probably going to go for one of those as well. But getting James Rodriguez and Allen from Napoli, right, or mm-hmm. Lazio? Yep, Napoli, right? Yep, Napoli. Right, yeah, I I get Napoli and Lazio same colors. I just whatever. Um, I think those two signings are really really good signings and probably are going to go under the radar i know james is not his best version he's not 2014 james rodriguez but the dude could still score goals and put in set pieces and for a team that really struggled to score goals last year those two players will very much help so yes everton interesting dan i think you obviously have just watched the leeds documentary because the fact you picked leeds is just silly Ugh. by the way well you're buying feels terrible the, uh, Bielsa. It feels terrible selecting dirty leads, and uh, that that is what we have to call them. Uh, one Rick Lanville, club historian, uh, has confirmed that the only way for a Chelsea supporter to refer to leads is as dirty leads. So if you're not doing that, uh, congratulations. We've given you a little bit of knowledge in this episode that you can carry forward on how you refer to dirty leads in the future. Uh, I do think, however, though, Bielsa and with his side, and actually doing our preview podcast with Dan from the the square ball 
was really insightful and around the kind of the, the fitness, the regimen, uh, some of the things that you don't see in the Amazon documentary are things that make me very optimistic, especially with the a couple of signings that they've made are going to be in the top 10 and probably pushing as high as seventh. Add in the cheating and they could be, they could be champions, you know? I mean, good (laughs) Lord. Why not? Why not go for it? I think they probably finish eight or ninth personally, but um, I think they have the potential to say, Again, th- this situation with like the the coronavirus and COVID, like I think experienced managers who understand their squads, who understand ro- rotation, or like have a system in place, are going to be the beneficiary of what is certain to be a very unstable environment. And the fact is, I think he will prioritize staying up in the league versus any of the other kind of like club you know, cup competitions. So no European football currently. Not focusing on the cup competitions, I think that they have the opportunity to perform very well. Well, look, he struggled his first season in the championship. I know, obviously, struggled for him was getting knocked out in the playoffs. I I think he's going to struggle to adjust, at least in his first season. I mean, I think that's reasonable. I think they'll stay up. But to push for a Europa League spot day one... I don't know, Dan. We'll have to see. I put I put Wolves because I expect them to be top four, which is now two of my predictions in the next one. <laughs> and it's because I want to see it. I want to see Wolves in the top four. I think that would be fan freaking tastic, everybody. So we'll see, though. I don't know. We have a wide variety here. You got a promotion team, you got a mid-table team, and you got a team that's already top half seeing if they can make that next jump to where the big is, boys are hanging is out. Is that a shock, though? Like on a grading scale? I yeah. don't think that's a shock. I mean, not, maybe not the biggest shock. It's not Kepa's being amazing type of shock, but it would be a shock, just like it would have been a shock if Lester would have gotten top four. So it counts. It checks the box. So anyways, last part here is we're going to put together our top six table um, which I think is interesting because it used to be the top four is the classic, but the the top of the Premier League has become much more competitive in the last couple of seasons. Very recent, you know, um, and so I'm really excited to kind of see how a lot of this stuff shakes out. You know, obviously you'd say top four because those are the spots that really matter when it comes to the money and being in Champions League and the in the money spots. So, anyways, Nick, go ahead and give us your. Um, interesting version of a top six Premier League table at the end of the next season. Running it straight down the way? Yeah. All the way down? Okay. First comment before I go into this. <laughs> Didn't even get to the first team. <laughs> hold, hold, hold up. The first, the I first need to comment. caveat this real quick. First off, come on now. <laughs> come on now. Uh, first of all, uh, as I was putting this together, it reminded me of how deep the Premier League can be if everyone's playing well. Because you're going to notice teams that were in my in the top six last year that are not in my top six this year. And it's going to remind you that Dan's Leeds prediction is also a show of strength for the league, potentially. So, my sixth place team is Wolves. I think they are, are going to hang around. And hanging around in the Premier League is a, a really an accomplishment uh, when you get the Europa League kind of factor in there. Fifth place will be Arsenal. 
Uh, I think they are showing signs of improvement underneath uh, Mikel Arteta, and I think they have a system now that they can trust. And so that really, I think, provides an interesting option for them uh, moving forward. But I do not think they are top four ready yet. Uh, fourth place, Manchester United. I still think they have too much quality to not finish in the top four, although I do think they will finish behind Chelsea in third place, as I predicted on our Chelsea preview. That should not be a shock. Chelsea are one place better this year in hopes that by the 2021-2022 season that we are champions. So that's in my head. Uh, second place, Liverpool. Liverpool do not uh, repeat as champions. It's a very hard thing to do. That's why very few teams do it. And so I think they're going to have a bit of a hangover season. I'm a little bit worried about their form heading into the year. Which leaves... Manchester City as the champions of the Premier League and an early exit from the Champions League again. <laughs> so uh, I believe I believe that Pep will this will be Pep's final season at City, but he'll go out on top. All right. Well, since you already know a third of mine, I'll get him out of the way so we can let Dan uh, take his surprise. So I've got Spurs in sixth, Manchester United in fifth. Wolves in fourth, Chelsea as noted earlier in third, City in second, Liverpool in first. Even though I said KDB would win the Premier, I know these are all standalone predictions. So um, I got to the what? end of it, and logic took me over, and I said, you know what? I actually think City are going to struggle a bit this season. I think their ship is going to wobble under Pep. I'm going to give it to Liverpool. So last minute change, fly up. Dan, Mr. Table, this thing is like a Jenga block. What is going on? Yeah, this is tough to read. Well, it's because I thought we would talk about them in inverse order and then work our way up to number one as like the shock and surprise. But I guess we didn't want to do it that way. That's okay. We adapt. We move. So uh, in sixth place, I think Jose Romino's Spurs will end up being in the sixth place option. They will celebrate getting back into Europa League yet again. He'll talk about it with all the excitement and enthusiasm you'd anticipate. You move up one level more in fifth place. A crushed Ole Gunnar Solskjaer will be talking about how he might have to return to teaching PE lessons because he doesn't know <laughs> if he has the confidence of Ed Woodward and the board to continue, oh, especially God. as they want to attract Jaden Sancho in the next transfer window. Moving up one level more, William and David Louise will take the team out for weekly dinners at their restaurant in London, and it will be the engine that powers Babo. them in the Ted aside <laughs> to finish top four, the love affair of top four and Arsenal reunited after all this time. And it feels so good in third place. Klopp can't hold on and Liverpool drop down a couple pegs. It's just so hard to repeat as champions. The wind is going to blow in the wrong direction and Klopp will cite it at least three times for dropping points. In third place. In second place, it will be Frank Lampard's Chelsea. Touching so close to the brass ring, but coming up just short. But enough done to showcase to Roman that the investments were made were absolutely perfect. And unfortunately, it will be an evil empire in themselves. Manchester City 
Even without Messi, we'll find a way to get it across the line. It will be Pep's swan song. He will go to Barcelona so he can finish out his time with Lionel Messi. And we will finally get him out of the Premier League. And the collapse of Manchester City will be what happens after the fact. So you know what? If we have to give it one more time to them so that it ends, that's perfectly fine. Look, Dan, not to criticize your table too much here, but... Liverpool won the league by the most points uh, in in recent memory last year, correct? That's on us and everyone else, not them. Yeah. But you have them finishing third. I just, I'm saying it out loud because that's what you wrote down. It's fair. Look, look, I think. It's called a prediction, Nicholas? (laughs) It was was a dialogue. And I think that if we would have gone level by level, we wouldn't have gotten that, that fantastic dialogue from you, Dan. So. Uh, kudos to you. Uh, look, this is... I'm already getting anxiety in the season. I has even freaking started these stupid predictions. Think about the teams that I left out. I left out Spurs, I left out Leicester, and I left out Everton, the team that I thought would improve a ton. Like, that's how crazy the top half of the Premier League top is. Top half is it heavy is this a, year. It's a hard league, man. It's a hard league. It makes me feel that much better about all these signings that we have too, to just, you know, imagine being Spurs and going in with, with no one really. Well, they, so. they got to, I actually think they've made shrewd signings to be fair. I think they've kind of looked at areas where they can improve on the cheap because, you know, they're still paying for that stadium. Yo, so. They're signing people from Southampton and now they got Matt Doherty from Wolves, which, you know, okay. But <laughs> They got a lot of people that left. A lot Docker, of they just need to do like, another season of all or nothing that will fund a couple more transfers. And Everyone wants to see more. Nah. And it's called all for nothing. Thank you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right. Hey, let's wrap this one up with the most outrageous, ridiculous, over-the-top prediction that we have. And I guess I can go last uh, because you guys have been juicing <laughs> me up this whole time. Uh, so, Dan, go ahead. What is your most ridiculous, over-the-top projection that really isn't that ridiculous or over-the-top? Uh, well, actually, I think it is because I think people will have seen the way the league has gone the last two seasons. And it's basically been a bit of a cakewalk at certain points. Yeah. I think the game I think the Premier League will be decided on game week thirty eight this year, and I think we will just narrowly miss out what? from winning the league. Dan. No, Dan. The, the final day drama on Super Sunday. Yep. Super Sunday will actually be a title decider weekend for the first time in a very long time. Mm. <laughs> no Nick, can pressure. You, can you no pressure, can, Chelsea? Can you one-up that, Nick, with your over-the-top, ridiculous projection? I can. He thought he could. No, no, no. I really can. I'm stunned. Don't get me wrong. And I hate Dan. But, however, uh, in closing, in conclusion, I will present to you the second craziest thing that will be said in this section. (laughs) Um, uh, The second craziest thing that will be said in this section is that Mourinho... Uh, will become the head of content for Amazon after getting sacked in December. And that will trigger the return of Pochettino to win nothing at Spurs. Bring him back, baby. It's time. It is time. Let's go. Mourinho going to be leading content, telling everybody to F off. Pochettino is going to be back, winning nothing. And Spurs will feel exactly at home. So well done. Well done, everybody. 
Oh, I mean, that's not even really realistic, Nick. I feel like you didn't take this serious. Head of content? I mean, who else would you want to be head of content? The dude knows how to write a story. It's he true. does. He does. He does. Um, all right. Well, I think that'll wrap us up. <laughs> no, 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 no. <clears throat> I actually think this is kind of fun um, because I think this would be hilarious. And it might, I have this person returning to the Premier League who's been absent for a while. Uh, and they Hold may on. Be a, can I, can they, I finish my drink really quick? They and... may be a manager. They may be a director. Mm. Probably not an owner, but there's some options. Uh, but I said Arsene Wenger will return to the Premier League this season. Woo! Wouldn't that be exciting? Hilarious. What team would he go to? That's like, not my problem, your... Dan. That's not my problem. My prediction ended at he will appear. Like he I said, maybe he's a director. I could see a club trying to pick him up <clears throat> in a management leadership role. What if he pulls a Marshawn Lynch and he's just there so he doesn't get fined? You know? I would also take that. Be fantastic. But I don't Incredible. know. We'll have to see. Look, that, that's going to wrap us up for these predictions. I hope you enjoyed them. It's all fun, uh, engaging. Again, we'll post them. We want to hear what you have to say, especially the most silly, over-the-top, wild projections. The Premier League's back! There could the be Premier some League fun things. The Premier League is back! That's God, I right. Hope, I hope Wenger is the director of football at Spurs so him and Mourinho can just oh do my, this Yeah, all that the wouldn't time. happen. <laughs> He'd walk first. Yeah, Marina would be long gone on his way to head of content in Amazon if Wenger was on his way in. So, uh, look, yes, this is kind of the end of our preview week, as we're kind of calling it. So, uh, Monday is when Chelsea play. The league starts. It's wild. Brighton. Get your, get your sick notes ready. Make your appointments. Nick, we work from home. It doesn't matter anymore. Block your <laughs> block your calendars. You have a big meeting at 2 o'clock on Monday, Central, 3 Eastern. Remember that. Yeah, absolutely. So with that, only a few more sleeps, Chelsea fans. And it is back. It is tangible. It is here again. Another season under Frank Lampard. Uh, and what a crew he's assembling. So that'll wrap us up. Thank you, listeners, as always, for listening. Please engage with us on social media, Discord, Patreon, the easiest ways to get a hold of us. Uh, but that's going to wrap us up. We also need our rest before this because it's going to be a big one. So until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high. Good night, Houston, you beautiful bastards. <laughs>